in Italy, we have a high population of Muslims. And I was open to hear what they believed, you know, and I was trying to understand, okay, like, um, I don't want to just believe the Bible because it's the easiest thing for me to get. I, I look at these Muslim friends and I see this high level of religiosity and just deep, you know, devotion to their religion and, you know, Ramadan, they don't eat the whole day and all of these things. And I'm like, wow, what if they are right? I, I started trying to see, oh, maybe, maybe the Islam is the true faith. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Arlenis Collado. Uh, thank you once again for just joining us on another live video for Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. And I have a very special guest today, Marco Bovino. Thank you for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Enjoy. thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, just super excited just to be able to hear your testimony. So a friend told me about you, dear friend, that I've mm -hmm. been able to get to know. And she was like, you need to listen to his uh, yeah. uh testimony in it I'm pretty sure that he will be able to share with everyone well I actually have some exciting uh, news for everyone because so many things are happening this week <laughs> uh, the first one being that our series is now on iTunes podcast so now if you don't get to watch it on Instagram you can now go to the iTunes, uh, iTunes podcast and you can listen to it and don't forget to subscribe leave us your review and please share with your friends and family so all the episodes are now available on the iTunes uh, podcast so uh, please let us know you know uh, if you are encouraged and also just if you want us to be praying for you how can we be praying for all of you And also, if any of you, our fellow believers out there, if you would like to share your testimony, please uh, send us an email. We would love to hear how the Lord has transformed your life, took you out of darkness into light. Uh, this is the seventh episode, and uh, this is uh, titled The End of the Law. And uh, that title actually got it from Romans 10.4. If you will, please uh, read it for to. us. Yeah. Yes, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. That's Romans 10.4. I would just like you to share a little bit about your upbringing, your family, yeah. uh, where you come from, and yeah. all the way to when, the part, the, you know, the time that you were first introduced to the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, well, as she said, my name is Marco Bovino. I was born and raised in Italy, um, Milan, Italy, up north, uh, close to Switzerland. Um, born in a, just a normal, average Italian family. Uh, my parents... Uh, raised us in the Catholic Church, um, growing up, um, all those morals and um, going to church here and there, not necessarily faithful, just a nominal Catholic, like like most people in Italy. Mm -hmm. um, I was, um, uh, you know, I did all, the, all of the sacraments, baptism and communion and all of that that usually you do with the Catholic Church. Uh, but really, in my heart and my mind, I was never really uh, uh, religious, per se. I was always um, very skeptical about God, about religion, about anything that was um, mystical or, or spiritual. I, w I was never the kind of a person uh, growing up. Actually, I was always very open to that. I was always very, very open to my, my beliefs and my convictions. I was an atheist. Um, I, I, you know, I, I went through, you know, I went through the, 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 what everyone does, you know, going to church and Um, whatever pleased my parents in a way, you know, just mm -hmm. a, a good guy. I wasn't, I wasn't rebellious or anything, but I wasn't very open at, to, about my beliefs, very outspoken, never really faked religiosity in my life, never, never tried to play the part. Um, so I, 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 would, I would do all of that, but really 
at school and all of those, you know, um, scientific, you know, evolution and all of those, those things were really um, my convictions. That's what I believed. Um, yeah, I, th that's how I grew up. I grew up in a family that was really, really a wonderful family. I love them dearly, still love them. My parents, they're still together. They're mm -hmm. a wonderful couple. I have a younger brother. He's 19. Um, and yeah, that's how I grew up going to, ch going to church sometimes going to school, um, never much interested in religion. Um, and then really the, there was never really an interest in religion up until the age of 16, 17. Uh, but I was not introduced to the gospel first at that time. Uh, really I was introduced to the gospel at the age of about 13 to 12, 13. I was, mm -hmm. I was fairly young. Um, a Christian family moved to our area uh, about 15 miles away from Milan city and they were Christians and they were the very first Christians I've ever seen in my life and mm. they were really different than anyone else <laughs> and and it was noticeable which is good which is a mm -hmm. was good testimony they were really different and they had a son which his name is Giovanni and he became a really good friend of mine and we ended up playing together in the yard and uh, just spent time together and he was always trying to bring the religion in the conversation, you know, obviously mm -hmm. the gospel, but mm -hmm. in my mind it was just religion. Mm -hmm. And I was always very, very bitter, very against that. I never was really open to the idea of God. I didn't need God in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, I had everything I needed. Um, you know, my, my parents were always um, providing for us all of our needs. Um, I was really determined, uh, studying good grades, um, achieving uh, results in sports. Uh, so I, I didn't need anything. I didn't need God. I didn't feel that I need it. And so I didn't want it. And on mm -hmm. top of that, the Catholic Church has been really, you know, in, in, people know there's a lot of uh, strange things happening, especially in Italy with priests and just there's a lot of politics involved. And all of that was really evident to me. Mm -hmm. And that never really, and that, that really pushed me away from God, from the idea of God at least. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I, I was really actually, you know, in generally in Italy, there is at least two, there's two kinds of people. Usually there's people that are indifferent, um, to religion, to the Bible, to God. And there's people that are really, I can say upset maybe, or mm -hmm. against it. And that was, that was me, you know, in my mind, um, though this whole idea of God and religion didn't really touch me personally, I didn't care at the same time, I was not okay with it, you know, and what are what are we doing if you know I, I didn't believe God exists then then if God is not there in my mind since God is not there then then what are we doing at church you know mm -hmm. who, who is who, what is the Pope speaking about or, or what are all these people going to, to to who are they singing to you know and so I saw all of that as a kind of like a system to control people and that was really upsetting to me you know mm -hmm. I was um going to, you know, doing communion and all of those things that you kind of do be because of, that's what people do. But I was always questioning, I was always asking, why are we doing this? You know, why, you know, you never, we never go to church, but, but as soon as communion comes close, we go like a month, a couple, couple of times a week we go, you know, and it's like, yeah. okay, well, what's the point of all of this? And, and so that was me. I wasn't, I wasn't okay. I wasn't indifferent. I realized that, you know, if religion was what I thought it was, and that was my belief, then all of this doesn't make any sense. And a lot of people are in great trouble. You know, what are they doing? Um, yeah, and so that was, that was my stand. And I was always with strong convictions. I grew up like that. Uh, that's what my parents taught me. That's kind of my character. And so as I was discussing with this 
nice Christian friend. <laughs> he was always very kind, you know, really always well dressed up and very polite. <laughs> and I was always like very against all of that. And, and th- those were our conversations. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can say that the, the real, f- the, the real first, um, the, the first time I've heard the gospel, the, the gospel, like the true gospel of Christ, was probably around that age, around fourteen, fifteen. Uh, and it was because of the testimony of this family. Mm. Yeah, it was because they, uh, though they knew I was not the best guy in town, <laughs> they were really open and loving. They were mm. always opening the doors for us. It was always welcoming. Uh, back in the days when I was growing up back, back home, obviously in Italy, it's a little different than here. And so people usually don't have huge houses, and most people don't even have houses. We, mm-hmm. we usually live in apartments. Nice apartments, but apartments. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, we had, a, we had a rule that all of us friends, all of our friends had, which was that we uh, could not invite more than two people at our apartment, you know, more than two friends, because it would be messy. Wow. And the first time I went to their house, they were like maybe 10 15 kids playing, <laughs> people playing PlayStations, people working out, people running around. And, I was, and that was the very first time. It sounds, you know, in, in a way really foolish, but that was the very first time that I was like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they doing? You know, and, and whatever was different was kind of attractive to me. Yeah. Though I knew some, it somehow related to religion and I wasn't necessarily interested in that. I just really wanted to know more. And so all of that brought me to them, brought me to them. And they became kind of like my parents. And, and they pr- introduced me to the gospel. That was probably the very first time I heard the gospel through them, through this, this wonderful family. So, so. But how do you feel that when you're first introduced to the gospel, yeah. right? So they're, uh, they're these people that they are like, no, I am a Catholic. This is what I was taught and this is what I believe. Yeah. Were you that, per- were you that person? Yeah. That- you know, I, I was, okay, so... If I had some understanding of God, was definitely Catholic. Mm. So the idea of this God that um, is extremely and um, requires perfect righteousness from us, mm. right? And so in order to achieve that, we have to do certain things. Mm. It, that was my idea of God. I didn't necessarily believe in it, but I was like, if there is a God, this is the God that I've heard about, the God that mm-hmm. I've been taught, the God that yeah. I've witnessed to, that I've seen. That, that's all we have. Mm-hmm. And so if there was any understanding of God, that was my understanding of God. I didn't necessarily believe in that. So there was like this, this struggle in my mind of, okay, like, how do we know? You know, most people around me think that God is some kind of Santa Claus mm. that was just made up, you know, to control people. Yeah. And, and yet some of them are a little more religious, but then they're hypocrites. You see their lives and you don't know what, what's really mm-hmm. happening. And, mm-hmm. and now I see this this joyful uh just happy family united they love the lord they're talking about going they're going to i mean they were going to church tuesday night for the choir thursday night for the prayer meeting saturday Mm -hmm. morning saturday night for the youth group i mean youth Mm -hmm. group who goes to church i mean (laughs) it it was really strange and then and then sunday morning we had a service sunday night another service it's like no one goes to church that many times yeah you know what are they talking about so all of this kind of like started bringing up some questions in my mind and trying to yeah. understand, oh, maybe, maybe, you know, they're not Jehovah Witnesses. You know, <laughs> you, you know, pretty much in Italy, that's what you hear about. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see these super self-righteous people walking around. They're Jehovah Witnesses and they're a cult. And we know that we don't talk to them. And then there's mm-hmm. everyone else. Everyone else is Catholic. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. you know and i was Mm -hmm. one of those everyone else Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean they were they were definitely different to the point that when i was 15 i believe it was 15 yeah 15 16 they invited me to a christian camp Mm. so they were having with a christian organization back in italy close to rome they were having this um this youth camp uh, they, were, they told me there were a lot of young people like us, mm-hmm. uh, and they invited me to spend a week there. It was kind of like a camping week. We were, we were having games and Bible studies and things like that. But, but it, they, you know, it wasn't it was an exciting thing mm-hmm. to do. And they, mm-hmm. they were talking like they were always very happy when they c- came back from these camps. They were always excited about it. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of invited me to this camp. Uh, the camp was supposed to be at the end of of the year. It was a New Year's Eve kind of kind of uh, week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the very first time that I started thinking really seriously about whatever whatever I was hearing from them, and I started questioning myself, and I started trying to understand. Okay, what if there is no what, what if what if God what if there is a God, you know what if I'm a, what could 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 it be possible that I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know it could be, and so and and so I started I started questioning myself, and I think that was the time where I became more of an agnostic, more mm-hmm. of a kind of like I don't I don't know if there is a God. Trying, trying to kind of deviate the conversation um, and and just to keep living in my sin, in a mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, the excuse was probably an intellectual. There's not sufficient, you know, not enough reasons to believe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that brought me to open my mind. And I actually became, there's another season in my life where I was, okay, I was ready to question myself. I was already questioning myself. And so I started reading. I was mm. always a sport guy, never passionately involved with books. Though I had good <laughs> grades, I was never like, you know, locking down in the library and studying. I was always like out with friends and playing and mm-hmm. doing sports. Um, yeah, and, and that was the time where I started questioning myself. And in Italy, we have a high population of Muslims. And so I had at least, I, th- I think I had four uh, Muslim friends at school. And I was open to hear what they believed, you know, mm-hmm. and I was trying to understand, okay, like, um, I don't want to just believe the Bible because it's the easiest thing for me to get. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, it's not like the U.S., but if you go to the store, the first book you find is a Bible. You know, we're mm-hmm. in Italy. Like, there's mm-hmm. Bibles everywhere. And I was like, well, that doesn't have to be the truth. That's just because it's just because it's achievable to me. Maybe it's wrong. And so I, I look at these Muslim friends and I see this high level of religiosity and just deep you know, devotion to their religion and, you know, Ramadan, they don't eat the whole day and all of these things. And I'm like, wow, what if they are right? <laughs> you know? And so as, as I kept in mind that, you know, this wonderful testimony of this family and the invite to go to this Christian camp, I, I started trying to see, oh, maybe, maybe the Islam is the true faith, you know? And so I started hanging out with some friends and they were telling me about the Quran and started kind of reading the Quran and trying to get a perspective on that. Obviously, I was really, really young, you know? Mm-hmm. So all of those things that I was reading, I've you know, 15, 16, 14. Mm-hmm. It was just like, kind of like enough for me personally to build convictions, but it was anything, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, w- it was enough for me to be confused, definitely. Mm. Uh, to the point that this camp came close and I was talking to my mom and she was already a little, uh, she was already a little confused by what was happening in my life. Mm. I never cared about it. I was always very, if there was anything that I cared about religion, I w- it was really against religion. And now I come out with this thing. I'm reading in Quran. <laughs> I want to go to this, maybe go to this Christian camp. And what should I do? And mama was like, look, if you have to believe something, 
believe the Bible. <laughs> now, she doesn't believe the Bible. Well, maybe now, I'll tell you a little bit later about their story. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but at that point, she wasn't, she, we didn't even have a Bible at home, you know? Wow. So she told me that. I think it's just because she was scared, you know, about me possibly becoming a, <laughs> a imam or something, you know, just going and, yeah. So, yeah. so she, to, as she, she told me that, and then I received a phone call from this family, and they said that the camp was paid for me. So everything was totally paid. They would drive me to Rome, to uh, close to Rome. No, it wasn't in Rome, but a couple of hours from Rome. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to go, I could go. Wow. And so I just went. I said yes. So we went to this Christian camp. And it was, it was really crazy. <laughs> you know, it was the very first time seeing a lot of people that looked like my friend, my, my Christian friend, like, what <laughs> met, like maybe like 80 of them, I don't know, or 100. Uh-huh. And it was strange. I didn't know that was a reality, you know? Mm-hmm. I never seen that. It, it's never been brought up to... It, it's not a thing. I mean, in Italy, you don't... You, you, there's entire cities with no churches, you know? There's mm-hmm. entire... So for me, it was really strange, you know? You, if you're a Christian in Italy, it's probably you're the only one in your town, you know? It's not uncommon. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you don't see Christian stuff around, you know? And so I was confused. I was a little, you know, what is this? Who are these people? And... And one of the missionaries, which is, that was interesting. It was a missionary. And I was, I was really, I was really, conf- I mean, I was like, I mean, what, what is a missionary doing in Rome? You know, like in my mind is like a missionary, you go to Africa, right? You, you go help poor babies. And I mean, <laughs> Italy, we don't need that. Especially like we have Bible, we have the Pope, we have, you know, we have a lot of, these statues of saints everywhere in my country. So I obviously didn't know yeah. you know the, anything about scripture so for me it was really confusing mm. but i asked him you know what are you doing why are you here <laughs> how are you living is this a job like a missionary what what does that look like <laughs> and yeah i mean he was um he was really kind i still i, I love the guy I, we're still you know i still know him and he brought me into a room upstairs i remember and he 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 wanted to talk to me and he, he explained me the gospel he told me that uh, the reason why he's in in Italy to be a missionary is because the Lord Jesus Christ and um, being God came and as a man and um, he lived a perfect righteous life that we couldn't live as mm-hmm. a as a as an exa- as a substitute for us mm-hmm. and then he died for sinners and but he didn't just die because he was perfect he rose again and um, and the call is to repent and believe in the gospel in in mm-hmm. the fact that he died um, something like that I remember him saying that. You know, I, it was an interesting week. Uh, he, he told me the gospel. He asked me if I wanted to go to heaven, mm-hmm. which is an interesting question. I mean, who would say no, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was still a little confused if, if the, even there is an heaven, you know, if there mm-hmm. is a hell, I don't know. But certainly if there is one, I want to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. I, so I knew enough to say, sure. I mean, I think so. And look, he, he prayed a prayer. Um, he asked me to pray after him. Uh, we 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 had that prayer and then he hugged me he started crying mm-hmm. and he told me welcome to the family of god now now i want to put a parenthesis because i i really don't think i was a christian at that point because mm-hmm. i think my salvation came three years after when i was wow. 19 but at that point i prayed that prayer i professed christ and he started like he, he literally told me welcome to the family of god we came downstairs and there were a bunch of people clapping and everyone was happy that i was a christian <laughs> and then they brought me back no, up north and, and they're like okay now you need to go to a church and so we started going to this church i've never even seen a christian church and we go to this church and everyone is super kind super nice mm-hmm. and they're like hey i've heard you got converted 
and I was like, okay, that word converted, if you're not a Christian, it's a bad word. Like, converted <laughs> to what? You know, like, it sounds yes. like a cult. It's, it mm. does. And so I was a little, I was even more confused because, sure, I, I did profess Christ. And I think this is the way I, I, I think the Bible is the word of God. Mm-hmm. I don't know about getting converted. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I am converted. Like, w- what does that even mean? You know, mm. but I was told I was a Christian. I was mm-hmm. told I was a Christian. And so for three years, for three years from that point, I started living a righteous life. You know, I started with, with all my heart and all my strength. I was a Christian, right? What does a Christian do? I was asking people, what do, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, read the Bible. So they gave me reading plans. And I was reading the Bible three times a year, you know, four times. Like I was reading so much and trying to be a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I was waking up before my dad. I would hear, I would hear preachers saying, you know, if your dad can wake up, you know, at six to go to work, you can wake up at six to read the Bible. And so I wake up at six to read the Bible. You <laughs> wow. know, I was, like, I was just trying my best, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I was really living a righteous, as much as possible life and reading Bible. I've learned to play piano, to play at church and play the, you know, chords and the music and mm-hmm. every event I was there, every, every evangelist, you know, any, anything related to the church, I was there, youth groups, adult group. I was, I, I was everywhere. Mm. Because I because I wanted to be a Christian, right? I I wanted to. I I understood, and as I was doing all of that, I was understanding. Oh wow, this! I'm having a lot of nice friends, you know. (laughs) It works. It's working. So (laughs) maybe I am a Christian, (laughs) and yeah, I mean, all of that was great up until maybe two years after that, Mm. that I was really examining my heart, as Paul says in Second Corinthians thirteen, to examine your heart to see if Christ is in there. And I didn't see that, you mm. know, like Psalm 27 says that David is, I, I was fascinated by, by, by reading scripture because I was, uh, you know, obviously that's probably the one good thing that I did in mm-hmm. those three years, reading the Bible, because mm-hmm. through that we, we, you know, the Lord uses his word. And Psalm 27, David says that he, one thing I'm pursuing, one thing, one thing I desire to, to dwell in the temple of the Lord, to behold his beauty, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm reading that and I'm like, wow, I mean, I, I, I don't know what David, like, I, I see a nice car. I understand that's beautiful. <laughs> I see a beautiful girl. I understand that's beautiful. But what is the beauty of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not saying that you have to be like David and have that kind of, you know, what we read in the Psalms, that kind of passion and depth. Mm-hmm. But the Lord definitely used that to, add, to, to bring me to a, examine myself and truly ask myself, what does it even mean to be a Christian, right? I profess Christ, sure, I prayed that prayer, I made that confession, but I felt miles away from from desiring to see the beauty of God. I mean, I understood I had to wake up early to read the Bible. I understood I had to wake up, you know, to go to church every meeting, Mm -hmm. but but have the desire to see the beauty of, I mean, what what, what does that even mean, right? And so that brought probably the darkest time in my life, because I, I thought I was understanding from reading the Bible that I was not a Christian, mm-hmm. you know. And so the question, it's natural. Then what do I need to do, mm-hmm. you know? I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, Luther said if there is one person that could be saved by works, it was him. Now, that's kind of like me, you know. I, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like that. Like, mm-hmm. what else can I do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm up before my dad to read the Bible. I'm, I was evangelizing. I mean, people, people were professing Christ in that period of my life. My schoolmates, and they, they were, they, it, I, was, I didn't know what to do. 
So wow. what does it, what should I do? You know, do you yeah. need to believe? Sure, I, I believe. I believe Jesus is God. I believe he died for me. Mm-hmm. What, what else do I need to do, right? It was really confusing. Mm-hmm. And then I started asking questions. I went around the church and asked my friends. And so, I mean, well, are you a Christian? Yes. Why are you a Christian? You know, and, and I don't want to put any doubt in anyone. I really want to confirm if anyone professes Christ, you know, really with all my heart, if you truly believe in, in the in, in Christ, in the gospel, you're saved. But the answer I would always receive were always the same, which was the same answer that I would give, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I'm a Christian. I prayed this prayer at this time. I did mm. this. I, pay, I made this profession of faith at this time. And I did that. But, you know, it's obviously, I don't want to look at my feelings, but I didn't feel I was there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually knew I was not there. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, would, I, would, I, I asked the director of the camp, and he was, he was a very dear friend of mine at that point. And he said, Marco, look, if you, if, if you were sincerely praying that prayer, then you are a Christian. And the problem is this. I was sincere. I was not trying mm-hmm. to fool myself. Mm-hmm. I was not trying to deceive myself. Uh, I, I got rid of all of my old high school friends. Uh, I, did my, I did all that I could do to go to church. I, I did all of it. I was sincerely believing in those things. Mm-hmm. And yet I was re- really confused. And in this time... I was reading the Word of God, which which I the Lord used the Word of God like a hammer to really break my heart, because I came to Romans chapter three, verse ten says there is no one righteous, not even one. Mm-hmm. But the text that really the Lord used in my life was verse eighteen. But the whole paragraph that Paul uses to describe the unbeliever, but verse eighteen says there is no fear of God before the ones that doesn't know Him, that don't know Him. Mm-hmm. So there's no fear of God before His eyes. And I think the Lord used that verse to save me. Uh, I, reading about the fear of God, changed my understanding of who God is. Yeah. You know, and so I understood that as Paul continues in chapter three, I understood why Christ came, you Mm -hmm. know, that through him, God could justify and yet be just because he paid the penalty for my Mm -hmm. sin. But the concept of the fear of God brought a sense of reverence in my life, understanding that no matter how hard I could try, mm-hmm. I was never going to be good enough, mm-hmm. you know? And there's nothing I can do to be perfect, to, mm-hmm. to, to achieve that perfection. And yet, I am commanded to be perfect, you know? And mm-hmm. so that was really confusing in my mind. I was really shocked by that. And, and, but, but the Lord, the, the gospel is sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and as I understood that Christ did all of that in my place, mm-hmm. then understood that really, I if I am in Christ, I am perfect before mm-hmm. God, and so mm-hmm. all of that just really made sense. The Lord, uh, with this concept of the fear of of Him, of Himself, uh, gave, I, I believe gave me salvation. I believe that mm-hmm. I, I've repented from all of my all of my self righteousness. I've repented from from all of my sins. And I just, I just trusted in what Christ did on the cross. And mm-hmm. I, I um, yeah, and I was saved. And, and when, once I, I did that, which was about 18, 19, um, I, I started understanding and having a sense of what David was desiring and what David was um, just uh, pursuing and seeking and seeing the beauty of God. Mm-hmm. I started seeing that, you know. I started mm-hmm. desiring that. And it was more of a, you know, nothing really changed in my belief. I still believe the same things. Mm-hmm. But now it, my, des- my, my heart desired that. You know, I wasn't waking up at six because I wanted to. 
please someone. I, w- I was waking. I wanted to know God, you mm-hmm. know. I was waking up even earlier now. You know, I, I, just, I just wanted to be in the Word of God. I wanted to know. But this really struck me because now I understood, well, you know, I was one of the most active people in my church. Mm-hmm. And I realized and I was like, oh, what if there's other people like that? You know, yeah. what if there's other people that were in the same boat? Mm-hmm. That maybe they've been trying to, or maybe because they were told that because they've made that profession, because they believed in Christ, you know, and, and you know, don't get me wrong, you just have to believe to be saved. You know, mm-hmm. you know, in John 1, 12, it says that to all those who believed, he, he's given them the right to be called sons of God. So you just have to believe. Mm-hmm. In my life, the question became more, what does it mean to believe, you know, mm-hmm. in my life? But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, if you believe in Christ, you're saved. You, I don't mm-hmm. want to complicate things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's important that we understand, we examine our lives, right? Yeah. And so uh, all of that just really brought a sense of, in a way, fear for my friends and people mm-hmm. that I've seen in my life and um, that I, I just wanted to make sure that they knew the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of that brought me to have this deep desire to know the Word of God um, at this point I was, I was saved obviously. And mm-hmm. I started getting rid of, uh, of, I was, I was dating a girl at that point and the relationship just became unbearable to me. I just had to get rid of that. And I was, a, I was, um, I was, um, introduced to a, to a missionary, uh, from the, the director of the camp that I was serving every summer. And I, I kept going to that camp, you know, oh, yeah. uh, and that direct, you know, that guy really, he knew well, another guy that was a missionary in Argentina, in Buenos mm-hmm. Aires. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the founder of a school of mm-hmm. a Bible school, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Hey, you know, they've seen that I had this desire to learn the, the word of God to study. Mm-hmm. And I, I was trying to read books and trying to, you know, just wrap my mind around all of that, you know, 19 yeah. years without I know there's many more people that went longer than that, but my, I, I felt like I was behind, and so I wanted to know. Yeah. So I was reading my, the Word of God, reading books, and trying to just do my best to the point that this guy told me, hey, I think you should consider going to Bible school. Wow. And I was like, wow, what is that? You know, <laughs> Sure, is there, a, is there a school that teaches the Bible? I'm like, wow. And so, yeah, and, and he told me about it. And yeah. I, I, was, I was sold. That's it. Yeah, sure, I want to do it. So I graduated high school. I, um, yeah, and I, it, w- it was an interesting journey, even that. But graduate high school, like 18, 19, we have one year, one year more than here in the U.S. in Italy. Okay. So I graduated from there, and I basically graduated in July, and I left in January. Went to Argentina with a couple of friends of mine. Uh, we went and studied in this Bible school. It was a crazy year. It was amazing. The Lord has been really kind. Yeah. And through that, I was uh, obviously exposed to biblical teaching and I wanted to know even more and more and more and just reading and studying and I realized that in Spanish we had many more resources than we had in Italian and so I was like man I in my mind I was like well I don't even need to know Greek and Hebrew I mean like just knowing <laughs> Spanish I would have like a library of books and resources so I was like wow and so I was like hey what's the best the most common language English so I need to learn English and so I went online and I looked for preachers and pastors preaching in English just to kind of see if there was any of that and and I, I found many pastors and one of them was one of it was my pastor here john pastor john and he was he had like hundreds of videos and teaching the whole new testament and so i was like okay i need to listen to this guy i started listening <laughs> to him and through him i learned english so i started buying his wow. books yeah buying his books reading and kind of like i just i just wanted to know the bible and i knew that english was my best shot to have mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. and it is in a way um, and so I, as I, as I did all of that, I realized that Pastor John 
you know, there was a group of Americans that told me, hey, he's, he's really a faithful man. You should listen to him. And so I was listening to him. And yeah, and they, I, I, as I've learned English, I applied to TMS, to Master's Seminary. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. It was really young. I was, eight, I was 19 at that point, 1920. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have money. I didn't have a bachelor. So like, yeah, I think you should think about college first, you know. Mm-hmm. So they'd mm-hmm. send the email to the Master's University. Really, I, I couldn't, I didn't have the funds to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I was convinced that, um, you know, I was I was convinced that the Lord is the God of providence, and mm-hmm. if He if He really wanted me to come, I could. He mm-hmm. could He could take me here. Uh, my my commitment as I left Italy, knowing that my parents were really um, not necessarily that encouraged about my desire to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my commitment was that if God wanted me to study the Word, He would provide for it. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't want to be. You know, at that point, I didn't even think about it too much. That was mm-hmm. my commitment. I don't want to presume upon the, you know, the grace of God. But that was my, that that, that was the way I wanted to do it. I didn't mm-hmm. want to ask my parents. I knew that even if they 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 wanted to, they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expensive to travel and study, and and so I, it, it just didn't work out. I finished my year there. I was ready to leave after three months. I wanted to come here, wow. but it, it didn't work out. So I finished up the year, yeah. and then I went back to Italy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have funds to stay in Argentina to continue. So I found a little job in a mechanic um, factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I was working through that and studying, and we started a little church plant. Mm-hmm. Um, we we started doing Bible studies on Tuesday night. A bunch of friends and people came from school. And we had a good group of maybe 12, 15 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we were doing all of that, I think the voice went out. And a school from Hungary from Eastern Europe called me and they had a big scholarship for me to go. Wow. And so I, I left in September and I went to Hungary to study. And I was still praying. I wanted to really be here mm-hmm. studying under Pastor John and just be, being here, this, this wonderful environment. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the last professor at that school was a professor that taught for many years in IBEX, which is the extension school in Israel from the oh. Master's University. And he, he was like, hey, you need, to, you need to try again. You need to apply. And so mm-hmm. I did that. And, you know, it worked out. The Lord has been really kind, providing for all of, you know, the visa and uh, coming here, a, ho- a house, and not having much. I came with very little. The mm-hmm. Lord has been really gracious in providing for me. And, and since then, that's been four years ago. So I wow. studied Master's University, graduated from there last year, and now I moved to the seminary. So, I'm so now you're in yeah, seminary. Yeah, first year. Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. 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 I think one of the things that I find is so amazing, and I think it, because I also come from a Catholic background, yeah. uh, very devoted families, and I think one of the things that I struggled, which I hear in your testimony, is the fact that uh, working for salvation, oh, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just like that's what we are taught. In order to be saved, you need Christ plus works. Yeah. In order yeah. to be saved, right. we know yeah. that it's not true. Yeah. It's, we only need Christ. That's all that we yeah. need, right? And, yeah. and that was like my biggest struggle. Mm-hmm. Just, um, I always felt that I wasn't doing enough. Right. And that's what I hear, right? Yeah, that's how you feel. Of course, you, yeah. of course you're not doing enough. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing, you know. I think even logically, it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. if you believe that God, and they do, Catholics mm-hmm. believe that God is perfect, that is holy, that is mm-hmm. righteous, that is, if that's the God we believe in, then how can we even think that we could achieve that kind of level, right? Mm-hmm. With our own strength. Like sincerely mm-hmm. speaking, of course, you can put a, a mask on and you can, you can just kind of like, you know, make it up and pretend mm-hmm. you are 
that kind of righteous. Mm -hmm. But truly, when you're by yourself in your room, that doesn't work. You yeah. know, when it's just you and yourself, you know you're not what you're supposed to be. And that was me. And I was not, um, I was not scared to open that up mm -hmm. and be like, okay, like if I believe in this, I want to make sure I believe in the truth. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to mm -hmm. just go on and on with my life pretending to be whatever, yeah. but then end up in hell. You know, yeah. because that's one of the biggest problems. You know, that's why we read chapters like Matthew 7. Mm -hmm. You know, people that have done a lot, but not enough. And it's mm -hmm. never, you know, getting close is not enough. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's what happens with religion in general, but specifically the Catholic religion, which where I came from. Mm -hmm. Because they really have a lot of things that are right. Mm -hmm. And so you get close enough. Mm -hmm. But close enough is not enough. Mm -hmm. Close enough is not enough. So, yeah, uh, yeah the gospel provides that, provides yeah. that, that the open door you yeah. know and you can walk through and uh, yeah, yeah without pretending to be what you're and, not and yeah. also just understanding again works or right. following traditions is not what's going to save you yeah it's your relationship with christ Absolutely. what place yeah. christ has in your life yeah you know oh, is yeah. he your is he just your genie mm -hmm. that it's like when i am in a big problem then i just go to him and seek his help yeah. or is he truly your lord and savior can you say that? Right. If you can yeah. say that, then yes, you are saved, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, now that you're a master's uh, yeah. seminary, so you graduated from master's uh, university and now you're a master's seminary, what is your goal now? Yeah, yeah my goal hasn't changed at all. I mm -hmm. My goal is to know God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm still working through that. Yeah, um, yeah I am uh, really thankful to be here. My goal, future goals, as much mm -hmm. as I can... Um, you know, predict or desire mm -hmm. is to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to, I know I want to be in the church. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily um, focusing on on where or how. I just know I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want to do that. Um, so what, what, I, when, you know, as much as it depends on me, I'm going to go back to Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, I see that there is a big need there. I speak Italian. I'm from there. Mm -hmm. I, I think it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if the Lord leads my path in a different way and mm -hmm. I end up somewhere else, that's great. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to be in the church. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, if, if I could, like, uh, let's say I had a genie and I could just, you know, where would you, want, where would you be in 10 years? I would probably be in Italy with planting a church. Mm. Yeah, that would be my desire. As much as it depends on me, I'm going to pursue that. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's, it doesn't necessarily depend on me. So yeah. I'm open to whatever the Lord has for me and wherever he wants to lead my life. And yeah. yeah. And you were mentioning a little bit about your parents. Yeah. yeah. Are there, where are they they're standing? Amazing. With they're amazing. <laughs> they're wonderful. I love yeah. my parents. <laughs> no, really, I, I am really thankful. It was really hard at first. I was uh, graduated from high school with a degree in mechanical design. So we mm -hmm. would do projects for of mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like the school that would, would kind of put me in an engineering career in, in university. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And my dad was really discouraged when I came out with the idea of being a pastor. Mm. In Italian, actually, the word shepherd and pastor are the same word. When mm -hmm. I told him, he was a little confused because he was a shepherd of sheep when he was a, when he was a kid. Oh. So it's like, what? <laughs> what do you, Which what do you want to do? do? <laughs> and so I told him, yeah, I want to be a, no, a church, like being in the church. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, you, you need to understand this. At that point, my parents have never even seen a church, a Christian church, mm. right? Yeah. So it's not a thing like maybe here that people are aware of the language, you know, oh, you're a pastor. Oh, okay. No, I mean, that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something with religion, you're a priest. 
You're not, yeah. a, there's not a, like, so when I told my parents that, it's like, okay, how is that going to happen? Like, where is mm -hmm. the church, right? Mm -hmm. how, how, how does that work, right? And the thing is that when they asked this question, but I, I didn't even know, right? <laughs> like, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. That's what the Lord put in my heart, but I didn't know how, and I still don't know. Yeah. You know, I know I want to go and preach the gospel and the Lord be kind to save people. Maybe, maybe not, yeah. you know, but, but uh, it's, it's not in our hands. It's God's work, mm -hmm. right? It's ministry. It's, it's not ours. Mm -hmm. um, even more so at that time when I was fairly recently saved I knew what I wanted to do but I just had this strong desire because I desired people to know the word of God and know God and I wanted to know God and mm -hmm. so I was like yeah it makes sense go study the Bible and do that yeah. um, so it was it was a little hard also because of my approach to them mm -hmm. I was always always talking about the gospel always like any opportunity anytime dinner lunch tv time uh, going on a walk always the gospel for my parents my mom my dad my brother every single time and that was like they washed your brain i mean you're crazy right mm -hmm. you, you that's not okay like we don't need to talk about this every second like i understand <laughs> i understand right yeah. but i was so like i just didn't want to see my parents in hell which mm -hmm. i still don't want right mm -hmm. Now I have a, I hope I have a more mature understanding of how of salvation works. And so I'm not every second talking about the gospel, though I want them to hear it. Yeah. And they do hear it every week. Uh, and I'll tell you what happened. But um, yeah, and, and, and so that was a little hard, especially because with my brother, I was really persistent. And mm -hmm. well, one time I was like, Davide, we need to go to church. Davide is my brother. We need to go to church and you need to come to church. And I was like, Mark, I don't want to go. And I was so angry. I broke a, a glass. My dad woke up. It was early in the morning. He came. He was like, you're crazy. You're not going to. So my dad didn't want me to talk to my brother. And wow. so I, I ended up just leaving angry. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to go to church. And so it was really uncomfortable at home. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so that year in Argentina, when I left, the Lord really purged all of that out of me and gave mm -hmm. me more mature theology and understanding mm -hmm. of God's sovereignty, understanding of salvation and all of that. And so I kind of like. I feel sorry for the Argentinians and people that were there because I probably was not the best guy to be around. Mm. But when I came back home, I was much different. Mm. Understanding what my role is in all of this, understanding that they need hope in Christ and I, they don't get it by me telling them every second, you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm. all of that started changing their relationship within us, in their family. And yeah. so we still enjoy of that blessing. You know, we have a wonderful time. I call them, I try to call my mom, as much as possible yeah. uh, with, you know, considering work and studying and all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a wonderful time. And so to the point that last year when I graduated in May, they came. So wow. I, I was, I visited in, on, it wasn't a Christmas, it was December of the, of what is, 2018. Yeah. I was there. I was like, Hey, if I find cheap tickets, you guys are going to come for my graduation. And now, they said yes, both because it's like, okay, we're going to the U.S. It's not Argentina. You know, we're, <laughs> we're going, yeah, it's fun. It's fun vacation visit. But also because they were interested to see where I lived and what I did and why yeah. I was so happy all the times and all of that. So we, I checked on Google and I found for $1,500 round trip, three tickets, one way, no layovers. Wow. For all of them. $1,500. <laughs> like $500, deal. <laughs> $500 one way, Milan, L.A., Wow. $500 round trip. So $250 going. I mean, it was, it was like, okay, I'm going to buy them. And we're like, <laughs> sure. So we, we bought the tickets. We bought the, which is funny because the Lord was so kind because I, I bought that for them, you know, and the Lord has been kind to provide even in my time here for that to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they came and that was 
mind-blowing. I mean, it was probably one of the most um, important week in my life. I mean, the, the couple of weeks, two, 15 days. You know, we had a wonderful time traveling and we visited different places. We went to San Francisco and Grand Canyon and just mm -hmm. kind of like being tourist. LA, obviously. Um, but it was a... 15 straight days of witnessing to my parents. It was wow. amazing. They came to Grace Community Church. Um, we offered Italian translation. I wasn't doing it at that time, but an Italian lady from church translated for them. So they were able to listen to the message. We had a graduation party, and they were surrounded by amazing Christians, wonderful mm -hmm. family, starting with the home base was, I call them my great American, American great-grandparents, They, they're like family to me and they hosted them for the whole time and that was kind of like our base and then we mm -hmm. would travel and go to places and it was amazing. I mean, it mm -hmm. was an incredible testimony. Uh, Pastor John, uh, well, let, let's, go, let's go back after that. that that's, that's, <laughs> that's key. That's, that's, uh, that, that's the reason why we do, we, they listen to the gospel every week. Mm -hmm. um, so we, uh, we were traveling and they were listening to all of these people going to, they don't even speak English. So I was uh, translating all the times and they were like interacting wow. with people. People were all around them, loving them, caring for them. And they just didn't understand why, you know, most people, they couldn't even give anything back to them. Right. They don't need anything. Like my, mm -hmm. my dad was shocked. He's like, who gives for nothing? Like, mm -hmm. why, why would you even do this to me? Like you're giving me your house, food, sometimes their car we were borrowing mm. and they're like why i mean why right like what's your mm -hmm. what's the reason and that was wonderful for the gospel right mm -hmm. so to mm -hmm. the point that we went to san francisco and that was already the second week well first week pastor john preached on matthew 7 the narrow way and that was like that was perfect that was amazing and my parents <laughs> were like listening and pastor john was like so did they hear did they understand I'm like oh <laughs> it was a, it was it was crazy it was amazing yeah yeah so we went to san francisco we're driving back from San Francisco because my dad told me that he wanted to be at church for the last time. And that was, wow. that was Saturday. I was like, sure. If, as soon as he said that, we got in the car and we drove back. Yeah, yeah. We got here Saturday night, Saturday morning we were at the church. Mike Riccardi preaching on 2 Corinthians 5, New Life in Christ. And it was incredible. Again, again, wow. and again, and again. We, mm. go to, we, we went to visit a friend. He's, he was in Las Vegas. And their family, we got there. I didn't even know that. My dad, my dad was like, so have you ever seen these people? I was like, well, no, not really. I mean, I know their son. Their son was a, a master's with me. And yeah. they really wanted to host you guys. So we're just going there. And, and the, you know, you can see the city. You know, <laughs> we can go to Grand Canyon after. We yeah. get there. They are outside of the house welcoming us, getting our luggages. There is, there is lunch ready. There is snacks. They gave us tickets to go see the Red Rocks close to, Vegas, close to the, an area close to Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, we, we came back home after the whole, you know, around 12, and they were still awake. They asked if we wanted tea. They prepared our beds. Next morning, early up to go to Grand Canyon, they were up, breakfast. They were just, they gave us lunch for the trip. Wow. They were just love, love, just, just pouring out the love of Christ on them. And my, mm. my dad was shocked. He was crying. My dad doesn't cry. And he was, he was just like, why? I mean, really confused. Why? We drove back from San Francisco. That was another day. And he's like, Marco, I think I understand everything you've told me. Now I see it. I understand what you're talking about, right? So we go to church. This is the most amazing part. Mm. After church, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. They were leaving in the afternoon. 
morning, I was awake relatively early, studying, reading. My mom came down and she couldn't sleep. You know, they were going to leave that day. So she was kind of nervous. And mm-hmm. and then we were at the at this house with my great grandparents that I, that I mentioned. And the 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 guest, Mr. Michelson, fell and he's like 90 years old. So he fell and hit his head. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's bleeding on the carpet. So I run upstairs. Oh, and I was like, "Mom, call the ambulance!" Like she doesn't speak English. So my friend was like, "Okay, call the ambulance." So they called the ambulance. The ambulance came, and this was an amazing grace of God because we went. They brought him to the hospital. I took their car. I went to the hospital. I brought Mrs. Michaelson to the hospital. I brought the you know the wife, and I was there with them. And I was waiting. And I was like, "Hey," she texts me around nine, and she's like, "Marco, uh, this could be the whole day. So just go." We were going to meet up with Pastor John because he was going to give them the MacArthur Bible in Italian. Mm. So we we are driving back and then Pastor John was a grace to you. So she's like, just go do whatever you need to do. And then if we're out early, then you can come mm. pick us up. Right. And so I go pick my parents. We go to Grace to You. We have this tour. Wonderful. My dad was shocked. I was shocked. I didn't <laughs> even see. I mean, Grace to You is amazing. Like what they do is crazy. And so. We, we did this tour and we see, you know, just the, the gospel working around the world. They're everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so at the end of the, the trip, Pastor John, oh, the trip, the, 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 the tour, I guess, mm-hmm. Pastor John gave them a MacArthur Bible in Italian to both of them. Wow. And my dad said, I want to start reading the Bible, right? Oh, my. And so I was like, okay, so we're going to do it together. We're going to do it together, I said. And he's like, sure. And so since then, yeah. every Saturday... We are, we've been doing Bible studies. So that's why I was talking to one of my professors at the seminary, and I was a little concerned, you know, every, every week I have class. I have, and he's like, Marco, you need to understand this. They just, to, they just need to know Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, just read the Bible. You know the Bible well enough for them for, to present the gospel <laughs> to them. Just do that, you know. Yeah. And we've been doing that every week. We're, we're wow. doing the Gospel of Luke. We're in chapter 9 right now. Um, so it's, it's been it's been wonderful oh by the way the, the mr Michelson was fine it was just a little cut so we drove okay. back home and they were there and oh this this is fun because we were <laughs> wait wait no really we were there at the house yeah mr Michelson. we drove back home and he's thinking about my parents lunch and he's like marco is their last lunch in the united in the u.s you need to take them somewhere we need to go somewhere mm. and i was like okay you just came out of the mm. hospital you're barely walking you were not going anywhere my mom can cook <laughs> it's fine she cooks every time we went back home and my dad is like white. He's like, how are you? You know, are you doing fine? And, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You guys need to go to lunch. So uh, and he's like, no, 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 my wife can cook. And that would have been mm-hmm. really fine. My mom cooks every single day, twice a day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my mom. As soon as he said, no, she cooked enough and she only cooked twice just to have fun. We cook. We, we had Italian food. Right. Mm-hmm. My mom started crying because in her entire life, up since she was 16, She's never been more than a week without cooking, ever. And so she's like, she's like, what? Like, I didn't do anything. She was like, what? It's like, no, I can just cook. Like, I can do something. We can, like, no, 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 no. She cooked enough. And Mr. Marcuson took his credit card and just gave it to my dad. And my dad was like, he left crying. He went to the room. And I was like, I wasn't even translating at that time. I was like, what's happening? And he was like, what did I say? He looked at me. What did I say? I was like, I don't know. So I went and talked to my dad. And he's like, Marco why why are these people so loving mm-hmm. and that was another opportunity to preach the gospel and i told him you know because of christ that's what the church is about that's what the church is about we are new creatures in christ mm-hmm. that's what the gospel does mm-hmm. i'm sad he wasn't exposed to all of that in italy the lord brought him here to hear and to see that um 
And then I was like, okay, li- re- really? Like, they would get offended if you don't choose a place to go eat. Like, they would get offended. That's not just like, they're, they're not going to be like, okay, we're going to save some money. No, they would get offended. Like, they mm-hmm. want to give. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, uh, just tell me a place and we'll go there. And, and he's like, okay, well, let's go, to that, let's go to that Christian place. And I was like, what? Like, there's no Christian. I, I thought Grace Grill, but it wasn't open. Some, oh, you know, summer. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And, and, and then, and he's like, no, 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 we went there one time and he wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. He wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, so I went out. I, 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 yeah. So I went out and they're like, so what does he want to do? Chick-fil-A. And they started laughing and we went there. And mm-hmm. then they went back home. And since then we'll be doing Bible studies. So that's what happened with them. Yeah, they haven't amazing. professed Christ. But if you ask them, they're much closer to what we would believe in about mm-hmm. the Bible than, uh, than Catholics or obviously yeah. atheists. But yeah, so it's Praise been... Praise God yeah. for that. Pray that's for them wonderful. if you remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. what are their names? So my dad is Leonardo. Leonardo. My, my mom is Mima, which is a nickname. Her real name is Giacomina. Giacomina. Yeah. Giacomina yeah. and Leonardo. Everyone calls her Mima. So. Mima? Yeah, Mima? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And remember, uh, the podcast will be available sometime next week. Uh, so now we are officially on iTunes podcast. And I do have to say thank you so much to my friend, Andrea, who has joined in the ministry. <laughs> she's uh, right now behind Let's the go. camera. <laughs> she's doing our sound and she's helping us with that. And I'm just so blessed for that. Um, yeah. Those microphones that you see here today, <laughs> this is all her work. And I'm just so uh, appreciative of her work and yeah. what she's doing. Um, also, this is the, the last, uh, live video for the next two weeks yeah. because my fiance, Richard and I, he's right here. <laughs> uh, we're getting married next Saturday, yeah. Lord willing. We will be back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back with more, uh, episodes for you guys, but we're just rejoicing. Um, as many of you know, Richard was going through a very uh, difficult mm-hmm. trial with his health and was homebound for seven months and um, the Lord has graciously given us this opportunity to go forward with the wedding. It was official. It was originally supposed to happen on April, but we had to postpone it. And uh, we are just so overjoyed and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that we can continue with this. And um, I mean, I just I'm just counting the many blessings of the Lord. Um, this ministry, the people that are coming to share their testimony and just hearing from a lot of people, they will message me and they will tell me how they are encouraged through this um, live videos and hopefully now the podcast mm-hmm. that they can listen to. And just like Richard doing so well with his health and uh, now the uh, wedding happening, Andrea joining in. I mean, yeah. I, I can go on with the many blessings from the Lord. I'm just so overjoyed and so thankful. And thank you to you oh. too, Marco, just for taking this time to talk to us, share your testimony. And I just hope that everyone is encouraged. If you didn't get to hear it now, I hope that you can come back and just watch it or, or listen to it on the podcast. Three things that brings you joy. Can yeah. you share with us three yeah, things absolutely. that brings you joy? Uh, the church first, no question. Yeah, it's been really hard as we've had this lockdown and quarantine, but the, I've, especially here, I've grown to love the church like never before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then obviously, I mean, Apart from Christ, um, which is not, you know, yeah, Christ, obviously, but I wouldn't put it even in there. Yeah. Um, I would say I, I enjoy reading about Christ. <laughs> I enjoy books. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love my family. My okay. family gives me joy. My brother, especially my brother, this young man is a Christian. Uh, he was saved about a little bit after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So these are the three things I would say. 
Thank you so yeah. much. How about you just close us in prayer today? Absolutely, just, yeah. Uh, let's pray for your parents and yeah. for anyone who will be watching or listening to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Father, we are grateful uh, for your uh, grace. Uh, guide us, Lord, to never presume upon your grace. Lord, may all of us uh, find the time to examine our own lives, uh, to look in depth into our hearts to see if you are in there. Uh, Lord, we don't want to... Um, be deceived by your own self-righteousness. Uh, and Lord, we pray uh, that uh, as you have worked uh, your miracle of salvation in, our, in my life and in our lives, you may do that in many more. Lord, the gospel is the power of God to salvation, Lord. And we pray that even for my parents and everyone who is listening, if they are not in Christ, Lord, we pray that you may be merciful to them. Mm-hmm.